Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. Joining me today is someone I just enjoy talking to so much. He's been my guest before. His name is Cy Sansom, and he's here to talk about his terrific book, Beat and Leon the Warrior Dog, Into the Sassanid Empire and Beyond. This is book two in the Leon the Warrior Dog series. Cy, it is so much fun to have you back. You and I have been laughing before we started recording. Thank you so much for being my guest and for coming back to talk about Leon and Beat. Hello, Suzanne. Thanks for inviting me again this Sunday afternoon. <laughs> in, in Britain, it's sunny afternoon. Yep. You know, I was looking at some publicity, and I noticed that the first book in the series, Leon the Warrior Dog, won an award in the Los Angeles Festival of Books. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that happen? What did you win? Um, well, it wasn't actually a prize. It was um, it was a type of medal which you affixed to your book. You should put in the book so people would say, oh, that's good as well, a medal. But, uh, and a certificate as well. It came under the romance section. You and I both talked about that, and we were surprised that it came under romance. But, hey, it's a terrific book. It should have won a medal. I'm surprised it wasn't under adventure. I'm surprised it wasn't under history because the the book is set in the Roman. It's the Roman Empire. It's all about the Roman Empire. Before we really start talking, I think we better give our listeners a little kind of a an overview of what book one is about so that when we talk about book two, they'll know who's who. Would you do that for me? Yeah. Uh, basically, Beats is a shepherd boy. He lives up in what is now modern-day Switzerland, up in the Alps, looking after sheep for his family, his father, in fact. And uh, he has a big dog, Antonian shepherd dog. They're large dogs, and he was a larger and larger dog. And together, they used to combat the wolves when they attacked the sheep, etc. Anyway. They went down into their local town, which is now modern-day Baal, and the Romans always came through from Italy, through Switzerland, out to the rest of the empire. And they would stop at this town and do a lot of trading. And somehow or other, uh, it was controlled into the Roman army. And with a lot of luck and whatever, he became promoted to centurion. Uh, he journeys up to Germany and lots of fighting and he marries uh, a German princess and they eventually end up coming back to rescue Rome from the Goths the Goths have invaded Rome and they managed to defeat the Goths and, and that made him a hero and then he has to start off again with another promotion, and head east towards Jerusalem. So now we're just about at the very beginning of book two. 
I just love this. You and I talked about this so much last time. What you have done with this book, the first book and this second book, is that you have taken a slice of history. You've chosen the Roman Empire. You've done your research. This is so well researched. You have battles. You have places that actually exist. You talk about the the places that they are now so that we can get some sort of idea in our heads. And so we have Beat coming back in this book. But he's changed his name. Now, I noticed that he started out being Beat the Shepherd Boy, but now, now that he's won all these battles and he's gotten all this success, he's become Commander Zug. Tell me about that. He became promoted to commander of the Eastern Roman Army. Rome has got two armies, the Eastern Army and the Northern Ireland, or the Western Army. They basically split the empire in two, the Eastern Army and the Western Army, which went up to Britannia. Now, he's about to go into battle again. And one of the things that I really liked as I was reading the beginning of the book the relationship between Leon and and Beat slash Zug is so important to both of them. And Zug, Beat, is sitting there trying to figure out how to do this. I mean, he's talking about a huge number of people. He's going across a desert. He's trying to figure out what to do. And he's in sort of the throes of a little bit of a depression. And here comes Leon. And Leon jumps on him. And I love that scene in the book where you have the two of them wrestle and roll around and you say that Leon always wins. <laughs> I just thought that was wonderful. What you have done with this book is woven the history, the battles, the conflict, the Roman Empire. I mean, the book is set in, what, 313 B.C.? Because of the research that you've done, you've made this book so interesting and such a part of history. Let's go ahead and give them a little overview of this second book and what happens, because he goes all over the place, and he's doing all kinds of exciting things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be, uh, his name was Beat Zug. Beat is Christian name, Zug is surname. <laughs> so became Commander Zug. <laughs> anyway, he um he just freed uh, Jerusalem from the Sassanid Sassanid Empire, and he now had a choice of going back to Rome or going east. Now there was this slave girl called May who had been captured by Chinese pirates a long time ago, and somehow she managed to get to where they were camped. And he, she helped him out by providing him with the black powder, which is gunpowder. And they used that to win their battles. And in order to say thank you to her, he just said he would take her home. And she came from what is modern day the Philippines. So therefore, he had a choice of going back to Rome or to take her back to the Philippines. And he chose to take her back to the Philippines. Therefore, he had to go through 
the Fasinidab Empire, which is modern-day Persia, and he went through China, India, and we meet a lot of new people. He comes across war elephants, tigers. It's quite exciting. Gunpowder was one of the things that got my attention. Did the Romans really get gunpowder? Chinese. The Chinese invented gunpowder. And uh, those fireworks and things. And um, Mai, who had been captured by the Chinese pirates, if you read this in the book, she was an old man looked after her. And uh, he introduced her to the Chinese man. He introduced her to the gunpowder. I love that. See, you have just pulled so many details into the books. Whenever I think about how useful, I'm a former teacher, so what happens when I start reading the book and when you and I start talking about this is my brain just starts exploding with ideas about how someone could use a book like this. Now, the audience that you wrote this for is not necessarily children. Am I right? No. Uh, I I have written a story for anyone. You can all get something out of this book. And you have said, I, I was reading your, your information, and you said that as you researched this book, you have learned so many things yourself because you didn't know all this about the Roman Empire and about all these different places. Am I right? No, I knew some. I mean, I'd never heard of the Sassanid Empire. Um, they are the Persians or Iran, as they now, but they did exist as Sassanid at the time. See, I think that's so interesting, and I think I like the way that you pull things right up to the present day. And if you're a parent who's homeschooling your children, taking this book because it's it's got a dog in it, it's got a man in it with that relationship, that special relationship with his animal, with his friend, with his dog. Not only that, but they're traveling through history together. And so as you unwrap the book, as you unravel their story, as it takes place, this would be a great thing to use for, gosh, you could talk about Rome and talk about the Roman Empire and what was happening when Constantine was in power and declared that that Christianity was to be the religion of the Roman Empire. How did that impact people? Uh, Google Earth. You could look at the names of the countries, look at like the, the empire that you were just talking about, looking at the Sassanid Empire or India or China and see how they connect and what would you have to do to go from one to the other and how big a deal was that. And then think about one of the things that you point out in the book when he when Zug beat slash or beat Zug when he's talking to himself trying to figure out what to do is the number of soldiers he has in his army and he's thinking about how do I feed them how do I what are we going to do how's how are we going to do water we've got to go across a desert and so you hear all of this thought process that he's going through I just think there are so many ideas that either a homeschool parent might use with their kids or a social studies teacher might use with their kids, or 
a parent might take this and read this book as a bedtime story and or a discussion story that they talk about at the table because there are so many discussion points. I'm the one doing all the talking. I'm sorry, but you've made my head just explode. <laughs> Is this what oh, you had? About, in- uh, the romance that uh, they've got. Um, even Leon has a romance in this second this second book. I know, I love that. Tell me about that. Well, he met up with this uh, young lady. <laughs> I wouldn't call her a bitch, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I was really fell in love with her and uh, big her. and they get on well, but when you get in chapter seven, he becomes a daddy. I love it. Well, and, and you've also uh, you've also got beat. Beat got married. He met Scott. He got married. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, at the end of the book, he um he has babies as well. That's the other thing. You have their lives unfolding, and nobody's life unfolds without other people coming into it. And when he's talking about this this huge campaign. He brings Sky in on the discussion. Do you think he would really do that? Uh, well, with the character of this guy, you have no choice because she, she's a strong woman, and she is a princess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a naughty fan, and she's a princess. Get me on these. But when you marry her, he comes a prince, surely. <laughs> oh, you would think. I mean, you would think, and she has knowledge that he doesn't have simply because of who she is, right? Yeah, and of course she's a good fighter. She's a better swords, swordsman than he is. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, so this book goes through, tell me, to the end, so that because we, we've got another another book. Let's talk about the fact that this one's going to come to an end in a place, but we're not quite through with beating Leon yet. No. Um, this book, book two, he travels, as I say, he travels through uh, India. He travels through China. And the Chinese actually thank him for rescuing them from the Tartars by building them ships, which actually are very useful in the next book as well. <laughs> the idea of these ships are so much better than the Roman triremes. The Roman um, triremes. Yeah. They're famous. They're not as good as the Chinese ships with the sails. And he's, anyway, got, a, he's got a big trip on. <laughs> oh, Yes. They've got a lot of sailing to do in the future. <laughs> and um, anyway, lots of romance here. Uh, as I say, um, Leon has pups, 10 pups, which are, and you, even though parents have young children, have babies, and they have to sleep this nights and things, and then have to look after the babies during the day, the same thing happens to Leon. <laughs> Of the father, the pups. Like, uh, right, I'm off now. Come back here. You've got to keep an eye on those pups tonight. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, you're you're making their lives, you're filling their lives with reality. And he's got ten pups. Do they keep all ten? Who? Do do they take all ten with them? Oh yeah. They they, they do. Yeah. That's a lot of dogs. Uh, well, if you go to the book, the next book, dogs are, what's the word? They're inclined to mate within the family. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't say you're my son, whatever, uncle, auntie. They mate within whoever they fancy, basically. And they expand. <laughs> <laughs> So we've we almost have lots we, of dogs. <laughs> we've almost got a dog army to go along <laughs> with to go along with the other army. Is that right? That's one, yeah. And they're very useful. Being the big dogs, if you get a, a large amount of these big dogs who are following their leader, Leon, then they're very helpful. This is just so much fun. I just really like and enjoy these books that you've written. They're they're interesting. They're historic. They have the the as you said, romance, adventure. There are battles. I mean, there's everything in there. How long did it take you, Sai, to do the research to put these books together? Now there are three of them. Is there a there's a fourth book too, right? Yeah. How long has it taken you? I haven't a clue. Basically, um, as I move along the story, if I need, if I want to, let's just say, I want to go into India, I research India. I research the power people at the time, the enemies, etc. And then we deal, I write a story about India. Then we move to China. So again, I research China then. It's a bit by bit. Time-wise, well, I'm retired. I've got all the time in the world. As long as I don't spend too much time in here away from the wife. <laughs> right, right. How does the, how does your writing process work, Si? Do you, do you sit down and outline what you're going to do, or do you sit down and sit down at the computer and the movie starts in your head and you just start recording what you see. How how do you write your books? Well, basically, I don't know. <laughs> basically, it's a continuing story. Um, I start off making a journey and I want to go from A to B, so I research B. And then I want to go somewhere else, so I decide where C is going to be, and I research C and move on there. So the story sort of writes itself in a way, doesn't it? The story writes itself. It's a continuation. Um, If I'm in China, then the next thing is I want to go to the Philippines somehow to return May to to a family. So I research how we can get, well, Earlier, I find how are the best way to get from China to the Philippines and you decide which part of China you want to arrive in, where they can make the boats and who they've got to make friends with to get the help. And then you research the Philippines 
And then he went, well, we're leaving the Philippines. Where are they going next? And he researched that and then move on there. It's a journey for this document anyway. It just, it sounds like, I mean, in my head, I can see it just unfolding inside your head as you go from place to place and you see the characters doing certain things because you've already researched, you know how things are done in that country, you know how you're going to get your character from point A to point B, but you're filling in the stuff that's going to happen in between. And that's when you see in your head the characters interacting and situations happening happening and battles taking place and more puppies and more children and am i right about that yeah that's right that's what i thought i mean you've got that wonderful creative brain that i love to talk to fiction writers about because it's just so much fun to hear how the stories unfold and i hope that anybody who is listening to us if there's some young writer that's hearing our interview. I hope that they're understanding that this is how the creative process works. You have an idea, and you just have to start writing. Would you say that's true? That's dead right, yeah. You have to write. You start off with the idea, a big dog, uh, Roman Empire, Constantine, the start of the Christian Christianity in Rome. And you take that, and then you move on from there makes perfect sense to me. I know we've talked about the books, and I know our listeners are saying to themselves, where can we find this? So let me give you a couple of titles, and let me do some spelling so that you can find the books. The book that we're talking about today is titled Beat, and that's that's spelled B-E-A-T, Beat and Leon, L-E-O-N, The Warrior Dog, colon, Into the Sassanide Empire and Beyond by Cy C-Y Sansom S-A-N-S-U-M Now if you go to Amazon and you really just put in Leon the Warrior Dog books all of the books will come up and you'll be able to see the first book which is titled Leon the Warrior Dog and that was the award winner and then this is the second book. It'll be right below it, and you'll be able to read a little bit of a synopsis. You'll be able to click and open the book up and read a little bit about the book so that you get to see it. You can buy it right there on that same page. Now, I know that there are some of our listeners, I, let's face it, Amazon is the literal 800-pound gorilla in the book business. There are some people who don't like to buy from the 800-pound gorilla. They'd like to buy their books from someone else or from somewhere else. Where else can they find the Leon the Warrior Dog books? You can go to my website, which is www.sicysansumauthor.com. You can buy the, buy the book on there. And you know the other one? Yes, they can find it. I know they can find it on uh, Barnes & Noble because I saw it on Barnes & Noble, and there's also a description. And actually, the paperback version, when I looked at it on Barnes & Noble, was sold out. 
Wow. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I just happened to see that because I was looking, uh, and I looked at the description and everything, and I clicked on the paperback version, and it said sold out, something about restocking soon or something like that. So congratulations. I thought that was pretty terrific. I've got a few copies on my shelf if I've got them down there. <laughs> you could just run them down to, to yeah, run them down to Barnes and Noble and say here. <laughs> I think they can also find it. Your publisher is Author House. Is that correct? Yeah. I think they can also go to the Author House website and just put the information in. I, I'm sure you could just put beat beat and Leon the Warrior Dog or put the Leon the Warrior Dog books, and they would come up right there. Now, let's talk about your website. Tell me what else is on your website. If our listeners go, what will they find? Uh, to be honest, very little else apart from the two books. <laughs> I don't control my website. Um, but, yeah, um, I think the books will be on there and following books will be on there. And there'll be, yeah, there'll be You Can Write to Me. If you want to ask me questions, I will reply. And there's information about me, the author. And that's about covers it, I think. It's a bit of a work in progress. For someone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're, you're also on Facebook and you're on Twitter. How could our listeners yep. find you on Facebook and Twitter? Um. Well, it's www.facebook.com, mm-hmm. um, and you can go to uh, Leon the Warrior Dog, I presume, or because yeah, Leon the Warrior Dog. Probably on both Facebook it. and Twitter, they could find it. Either putting yeah. your name in or putting in Leon the Warrior Dog. Now I know you're working on a new project. So let's talk about this new project that's the the third book in the series. Might be the fourth book I'm working on. The oh. third, third book is third book is being edited. <laughs> but it's it'll be the next thing we'll talk about, right? Yeah. The fourth book, yeah. Um basically the third book they go to Britannia, I think, Great Britain. When they finished what they had to do there. They all got in their lovely ships and ready to sail back to Rome. Job done. They've been on the road for four years. Wow. And go back to Rome and retire. Lovely. They jump on their ships and a massive hurricane blows up, a humongous hurricane. And they get blown across the Atlantic and end up sailing down was now known as Hudson Bay. They've made Canada. Now, this actually is true, not them, but Romans. Evidence has been found that Romans did actually go to Canada, they land in Canada. There's much artifacts all over the place. There's a sword, which has been authenticized, uh, coins, burial grounds. Romans apparently did go to Canada. And beat and his army will land in Canada and eventually they will move their way south down to what is America and hopefully 
I haven't finished the book yet, so I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> they'll get back to Rome, but who knows? <laughs> I love it. You have done such a good job. You just make me, I can't wait to find out what's next and what's going to happen to Beat and what's going to happen to Leon and what's their future. And now they're going to come to North America and they've been in Canada. You just do such a wonderful job, Cy, of setting up the story and weaving the real history into your story. It's just a terrific set of books. Thank you so much. This has just been a pleasure. Thank you. I have one more question for you. This is your work, and it's obvious to anyone listening to you and I that you're passionate and you really enjoy what you're doing. I always think it's important to let the author have the last word about that work because there's always passion in the author's voice for their work. When our listeners become readers and they pick up a copy of either the first book, Leon the Warrior Dog, or the second book, Beat and Leon the Warrior Dog, Into the Sassanid Empire and Beyond, they sit down, they start to read, there'll be adventures, there'll be love, there'll be dog and man, and there'll be all kinds of things, the army battles, it, it's just full of stuff. It's a it's a book that people will keep turning that page. It's a liter, literal page turner. They won't want to put it down at night. When they come to the last page of the new book and they finish reading that last page and they close that back cover, what do you want them to take away from the this book? Do you want them to just feel like they've been entertained with a wonderful story and adventure that includes a man and his dog and all the kinds of adventures they have? Or is there something else that you want the, the reader to take away? Uh, I would like the reader to feel part of the book, that they be part of this adventure, part of this journey, and they will continue to want to be with the army as they progress into the next book. I love the, the, that. This, this book finishes with, they're all ready to go home to Rome. They've finished their journey and they want to go home to Rome to retire, become farmers, whatever. And a messenger rises up. He's got a message from the emperor. Rome has been sacked by the Huns. The Huns are ravaging Italy. The commander of the Norman army has named himself the Empire of Rome. Your orders, free Rome, drive the Huns out of Italy, march to Britannia, and take the usurper prisoner. Wow. That's how the book finishes. They're looking forward to retiring, putting their feet up, and they've been given now another order. And it came from the top, so they have no choice. That's right. Wow. I can't wait. Cy, an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I hope we talk again about the rest of the Beat and Leon books. Thank you so much for sharing your book with me and for being my guest today on Books on Air. Thank you, Susan. Remember, you can find all of the Leon the Warrior Dog books, and particularly Beat and Leon the Warrior Dog into the Sassanide Empire and Beyond, 
on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Author House. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so very much for listening.